Welcome to an inquiry into freedom with your hosts, Ron Harlow and Alan Paul. That's Ron and I'm Alan. Hey, uh, just a comment uh, <clears throat> prior to us going <clears throat> on the air, Ron and I were talking about typing skills. So I learned how to type when I was in the military, right? We had talked about, you know, how if you hear something uh, enough times, you'll start to believe it. The mass formation psychosis and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how I learned how to type? With a set of heads. Is, is that the part where you told me you'd have to kill me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. No, that wasn't part of the top secret uh, information. Oh. That's been that's been declassified since like the. Uh, but well, anyway. but I'm, I, I'm a little insulted then that I didn't know. So, yeah. so we would wear, you would sit at a typewriter or wasn't necessarily a typewriter, but a keyboard with a headset on and it would repeat over and over and over and over again what letters to hit and what position your finger should be in. So... <laughs> The you kind of like were brainwashed into how to, type. <laughs> how to oh, use a keyboard. No. Oh, I'm not kidding you. With a set of headphones, and it would repeat the letters, and you built muscle memory with. I mean, you you know you could look, <clears throat> but they you know originally, and then you had to look away. You weren't allowed to look right, so. Yeah, set of headphones well, and someone repeatedly saying the same thing over in your ear. Zzz. Here's zzz. Um, so that you could learn how to type. Yeah, that sounds dreadfully boring, and uh, I don't know. I, I'm too rebellious to do that. Thank you very much. Well, you know, the unfortunate thing is, Ron, when you sign on the dotted line and you raise your right hand and swear the uphold the Constitution of the United States and you become a military member, uh, you do what you're told or you, uh, you get in trouble. So. Yeah, now you know why they didn't want me. Mm -hmm. That's why I didn't stay. But anyway. Yeah. You're not a team player, Mr. Harlow. Well, I know. That's why I didn't enlist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I already knew that about myself. That's why I work on my own. That's why I work. That's why you call me when you need things. You know, don't put me in charge of the team because uh, we will win. And as we've already discussed, the military doesn't do winning. No, not they're not in the game of uh, winning wars anymore. No, those of us from the Vietnam era learned that lesson. And the rest of the country has been brainwashed ever since. They believe the crap, but... They are. They don't win wars. That's what military ought to do. Is if you want me to be on that team, I'll be on that team. Well, I'll do whatever whatever I need to do to win. So but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do whatever I need to do so that nothing of any consequence happens. Well, I wanted to start with some other uh, with another topic, but you've you've uh, walked us into one of the topics I wanted to talk about. Uh-oh. It was purely accidental? I no, it's, it's okay. I had no idea. So the question is, is the U.S. in decline? You and I have talked about uh, this numerous about times, it. right? Yeah. 77% yeah. of young Americans are too fat 
mentally ill or on drugs and they can't join the military? Well, they, in other words, they're all just like Mark Milley. It, yep. <laughs> Great point. I, I mean, well, I guess he's, that he's discussion at least, is what was he's at least, a long time. He's at least two out of those three. I, he's uh, he's too fat three and he's uh, mentally ill. Yeah. What was the other one? Uh, on drugs, so they can't join the military. <clears throat> oh, well, I, do you think he could join the military now? Seriously, do you, you think know, he, he would be allowed to join the military now? So they, they have uh, lessened the standards for uh, physical training in the Navy. Or else they'd have to kick out a bunch of soldiers, and then they, they can't get anybody to join. So they, they have lightened the uh, criteria to either A, join, or B, stay in, as far as your weight and your physical fitness is concerned. So let me tell you something. We're, the U.S. is in decline for a whole bunch of reasons. And we could sit here and talk for two hours on all, all of those reasons and have a different one. But militarily, uh, we could be in some deep trouble. We already see it with our police departments where we're, 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 we're choosing from, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel because nobody wants to be a cop. Well, my son, my older son's generation and my younger son's generation, nobody wants to be in the military. There are, there are very few that want to join the military. Number one, my son had talked to me about becoming a Marine, and I said, no way, over my dead body, not with the current president we have. Yeah, that's what my dad said when I asked about the Marine Corps, um, because he said that, if he had to do it over again, he would have gone to the Marine Corps instead of the Air Force. Really? But, yeah. Yeah, if I had to do it again, I'd go from, instead of, well, originally I was supposed to join the Air Force. Then, I think I told you the story, <clears throat> ended up joining the Army. But if I was to do it over again, I would go from Army to Air Force. But, but you know, I, I don't know, man. Marines are, they're just a, a different breed of soldier. Well, you know, see, he was a pilot, so a, a Marine fighter pilot versus a Air Force fighter pilot. Yeah. I mean, if you're a, a serious Top Gun pilot, which he taught red flag, he was an instructor in red flag. The Air Force is, if you want to call it equivalent, it, it's, it operates like uh, Top Gun does for the Navy. But if you're a Marine fighter pilot, you're, you're a different cat than an Air Force fighter pilot. Uh, and see, the Air Force is full of pilots because they got all kinds of stuff, right? The, the Marine Corps isn't full of all kinds of planes. So it's, it's full of bureaucracy that gets in the way of flying aircraft. Whereas in the Marine Corps, they're, they, don't have, they didn't have a huge uh, aviation budget and they watched everything they did and they didn't, 
you know, the Marine Corps in those days did not tolerate fools. And the Air Force did. Um, and I think that's really his, what stuck in his craw because he got fed up with the bureaucracy while he was flying. And he really got upset with the bureaucracy and especially the Pentagon when he was in Saigon. Because I don't know if I told you or not, but he was on Westmoreland staff and on Great Abram staff during, you know, he was there during Tet. He was there 67, 68, and, and uh, at MACV in Saigon. And they had to deal with all of that crap with Lyndon Johnson, thinking he was some sort of military commander and micromanaging things. And, um, you know, he, he became convinced that the military bureaucracy was not out there to win anymore, and not serving the country or the troops. And he wanted no part of it. So that's my wordy explanation. Well, yeah, um, I'm not a big fan of Lyndon Johnson's to begin with. But if there's anything, yeah. if there's anything that that maybe <clears throat> uh, he has in his favor, you just mentioned it. As far as yeah. like you know, anything that I look at as an accomplishment or. Uh, a good policy to have. So it's interesting. Um, you know, the Pentagon did this study, which <clears throat> not sure we can rely on the Pentagon for much of anything anymore, but uh, the most prevalent disqualification rates are overweight at 11%, drug and alcohol abuse, 8%, and medical and physical health, 7%. Guess when this, this started to occur? This, this is not a new issue. No, no. So this, this, these studies go back to 2013, and that's kind of when we start, the, the millennials started to become of age, and... Um, Is that that's, all? That's, yeah, that's and, and and here's the interesting part of what I just said. The largest increases in disqualification estimates between 2013 and 2020 were for mental health and overweight conditions. Uh, another key finding was that the proportion of youth both eligible and not currently enrolled in college was only 12%. So, they, you know, the military has been concerned for several years now because the, uh, the you know, the pool is uh, pretty murky. So, so, I mean, you know, this is, this is part of the weakening, the, the, the weakness that we have or that we portray, not only with the, uh, <clears throat> the guy that's in the White House acting to be president. But, I mean, you know, they see, you don't think they read these, you know, 
stories and these news articles, uh, you know, our enemies and I mean, we're, we're not very well liked. Let's, let's just be honest here. Um, and that's in a lot of places around the world. Uh, you can tell if you don't, if you don't agree with that, ask the four people that crossed over into Mexico and, and you can only ask two of them actually, cause the other two are dead. Yeah. And, and I, and I, you know, had that alert come across my, <clears throat> my phone and I read the article and, and I started looking at some of the comments. I got it from truth social. And, um, so I started looking at some of the comments and, and again, let's be honest, there's probably not a whole lot of Democrats or liberals on truth social, unless they're only there to troll and be hateful because they're good at both of those things. Um, but some of the comments were bizarre to me, which was, oh, you know, why would you travel to Mexico for a tummy tuck? Because apparently that's what they were going there for was some medical procedure. That's what I heard. Yeah. I, I honestly have not heard much more than that other than two of them were dead. The other was another wounded and another is also alive. Yeah, well, so again, this is nothing new. A lot of Americans uh, go to Mexico for a lot of medical procedures, mainly because it's friggin' cheaper. But what, what does that have to do with the fact that they're killing us on their side of the border and they're killing us on our side of the border? And nothing is being done about it. I mean, these drug cartels, is, you know, that's who killed these people. Right. Uh, you know, apparently they were in the middle of some crossfire and, uh, you know, they got snatched up. And, but well, people are. But, but, was, but here's the here's the thing that bothered me. People are like, "Well, why are they going over to Mexico anyway?" And, and it, I, I wonder if she's the one that lived, and if it was worth, you know, going over there for something as stupid as a tummy tuck. And I'm like, wait a minute. You know, we're supposed to be free. Now that doesn't mean you can go to other countries and 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 just because you're an American, you know, nothing's going to happen to you. But, but we have the ability to knock the crap off on our southern border. We have the ability to... I mean, they could send in a SEAL team and wipe out these cartels. You know? They're killing, they're killing innocent Americans on our soil, on our side of the border, with drugs. And nobody seems to care. So they vilify, uh, you know, four people who, who weren't breaking the law. They weren't doing anything unusual. I mean, what if they were going there on vacation and the same thing happened? Would well, the reaction be the I'm same? It's, it's completely irrelevant. Unless it is irrelevant. Unless they were there doing something that would have attracted what they got. And it, from what I understand, they did not. They were just there. But I, I heard something just mentioned in passing that there was some question about why they were there. And I didn't know to take that as 
there was a question about why they were there or if they were trying to imply something, you know, there's a question why they were there, you know, like there was something inappropriate going on, like buying drugs or something. So um, I got a, a weird sense of how that was said, but sometimes that's just over listening and, and reading too much into something, as I say. Um, but, you know, th there was a case uh, a few years ago where uh, embassy, a uh, woman who worked for the embassy was driving through some checkpoint and got machine gun. Mm -hmm. Well, nothing got, nothing got done with that either. Well, I'm you thinking know? the only reason the only reason this made the news or any kind of headline was because it was caught on video. Oh, it was. Yeah, so so these people were they had crossed in a uh, Matamoros, and there was a gunfight going on between two different drug cartels, and they got caught up in the middle of it. So they, you know, one of them, one of the cartels, drug them out and threw them in a truck, and and they were missing for. You know, uh, several days, from what I understand. Uh, at least a few days. I mean, I don't know the exact timeline, but uh, this is this is not the first time that Americans have been kidnapped or killed in Mexico. I mean, they do the drug cartels do that because they hold them for ransom. But you don't hear a lot about that. No, I mean, well, you know that happens quite often. There's a there's you know, been a travel it, advisory for Mexico for quite some time. Yeah, you see, there used to be a situation where the people would get kidnapped, and there was all this wringing of hands and gnashing of teeth about what do we do? Oh my golly, what what do we do? You know, and one of those things was. The Carter administration, and they had all those people taken at the embassy, and there were a, a number of other things. And I, there's only so much I can say about it. But that that role basically was taken over by the FBI's. Uh, they developed a sponsor team, uh, a response team that would uh, go into situations like that and uh, rescue people to do a firefight, uh, yada, yada, yada. And I, I don't recall the exact year it was formed. Um, there's been some really big messes out of it, and there's been some really good things they've done, and there isn't much uh, publicity about that team. Uh, they do some things in conjunction with other uh, agencies, other people in the alphabet suit. Uh, and they actually do a pretty good job. The team's pretty good. I I really questioned then, and I really question now, why is the FBI doing that? Uh, I think the FBI has a limited role outside our border, and the CIA has a limited role inside our border, and it ought to stay that way. Yeah. And the lines have gotten way too blurred. So, well, I, I, would that not be the fault of Congress and and uh, the executive branch? Well, it's funny you mention that because 
I, I guess you could say that the, the fault lies there. I, I just, I was finishing up the acknowledgement section of this book. And I, just before I picked up the phone and called you, I was uh, writing up a uh, paragraph on uh, Clarence Kelly. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that, see, he was born in Kansas City and he died in Kansas City. He was the, he was a field agent for over 20 years with the Bureau. And then he took over the Kansas City Police Department. He became chief of police there in 1961. And uh, he left and he became the first uh, director, not named Hoover, um, in 1973 after Hoover died. So he was Hoover, he was the uh, director of 73, 78. And I knew him and thought a lot of him. And the point I was making in here is that he stepped into the bureau and he cleaned up the dictatorship that Hoover ran. And he, he made it a modern professional organization. Then he left and William Webster took over. And ever since then, with each new director, we've seen that agency become more and more of a system of little fiefdoms of little uh, divisional uh, dictatorships is what I call them because they're they're operating within the division a certain division or another and they're just a dictatorship that you can't get rid of these people so instead of Hoover that we couldn't get rid of now we've got a whole bureau full of division chiefs that you can't get rid of including the director. So it is so much worse now than it ever was under Hoover. So that is the empowerment of the bureaucratic state. And it's only one agency. Every agency we have in government, that has happened. So yeah, that's the fault of of Congress. Well, they've allowed the bureaucracy to basically tell them what to do. Yeah. Well, well, see, that's a function of ideology, though. So the bureaucratic state and the use of experts, which you and I deplore so much, because we're deplorables. Yeah. Um, that's a, actually a, a characterization of the left. That's a more of a Marxist role. You know, find the best person you can for something, let them run it, as long as we agree with them. You'd never have Tony Fauci in charge of a uh, pandemic response in a free country. It just wouldn't be allowed. But it is in a bureaucratic state because there's all of this impugned uh, credit that he gets for being, oh, he's been so long serving and he's now more, 
knows more about this than anyone else, and blah, 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 blah. And the politicians keep going on it, and so does the media, and then no one thinks, oh, but he hasn't had a, he hasn't treated a patient since the 1960s. Yeah. What's the guy know about that? That we know of. I mean, he may have done some uh, experiments on some patients. Well, they're not I'm, around to speak anymore. I'm excluding <laughs> beagles from that because he did do yeah, experiments on beagles. So, yeah, he did do a lot. He was the closest thing to Mingalo that we've had in our country. Um, but at any rate, I think that's a that's a, a Marxist move and, and very well thought out. And I think that the Congress is, has allowed that to happen because they have not held these people accountable. That was one of the things that Reagan really wanted to change. And... Even Ronald Reagan did not change it. It was too far gone then. Yeah. Well, you so, know my, you know my, um, my opinion on the FBI and JFK. I think I've expressed it to you before, and and we don't agree on this at all. Um, and that's okay. We don't fight over it. We don't holler about it we don't curse each other or anything like that what is it we disagree about with the JFK? uh i don't believe Har lee harvey oswald um i don't know if i want to say it that way i believe that jfk was killed by our own government and quite possibly the fbi because him and his brother both despised the fbi and actually, if I'm not wrong, Ron, please correct me, because I'm, this is before my time, but I've watched a lot of different programs and did some reading on this. Um, I actually read Bill O'Reilly's book, Killing Kennedy. So I've, I've done a little bit of so-called research, if you will. <clears throat> uh, but I, I think that they had him killed. Whether it was Lee Harvey Oswald or somebody else, my opinion is that is that our own government, more specifically, the Alphabet Agency, had something to do with his death. That's just my opinion. Okay. And then, so then, where what is it that you think that I disagree with that? Um, I think we had had that conversation, this conversation before, and and you said that <clears throat> you believe that Lee Harvey Oswald was had killed JFK and was acting on his own. If I recall the conversation. Oh. No, that's why I'm asking because I'm just I'm seeking clarity. No, so because we all, I think we that's all the, remember what we remember for different reasons. So yeah. okay. Um, and again, I say, correct me if I'm wrong, because, you know, these were conversations that, you know, could have been a year ago. Uh, and maybe or, a little clouded yeah. on the... Or longer. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, first of all, you know, I witnessed it. I was... I yeah, was so there, I was very... I was, when, when, I was, when was five, yeah, I was f five years old. I, I don't think I. Yeah. What year was uh, John F. <laughs> Kennedy assassinated in? November '63. I wasn't even born then. 
I know. So that's which why is, I'm saying my, it's, it's, you know, I'm going off of, you know. I know we've had this conversation before because it just rang a bell because it, it reminded me that that's the same thing my girlfriend tells me about half the things I say. Um, I wasn't even <laughs> born yet. Yeah, okay. So, neener, neener. So, now we know why I'm so old. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember we were driving back to uh, Dallas from uh, Kansas City mm -hmm. the day that that happened. And, and it was early in the afternoon. It was right around lunchtime, I think. But we got home, and uh, then... A couple of days later, they they were escorting uh, Oswald out of the police station, and I was actually watching that on live TV inside and got killed. Um, and they just showed it over and over and over and over. Yeah. And I I remember saying, "Mom, somebody just got killed on TV." No, they didn't. They wouldn't show that. Well, yeah, they did. Yeah. So, um, but at any rate, yeah, I was only five when it happened, but I was. I have studied it extensively, um, and the way the way I came down on it is is that it is within about an eighty percent degree of probability, in my view, that uh, Oswald shot Kennedy by himself on his own. But there's enough missing from the files that it's possible he was not involved at all. It's also possible that other people were involved or enabled him. And it, you just, there's, you can't draw a conclusion from evidence you don't have or that you don't have an idea of what it says. Right. Um, so I mean, you can impugn something. You can you can say, well, he shot this gun, but no one found the gun. Okay, well, all right, I I can see that maybe being an issue, but they found the gun. So you know, I I just think there's enough evidence there to say it's possible he did it, and I think there's also enough missing evidence to say it's possible he did not. And it's also possible someone helped. I do think the FBI was complicit. Well, no, 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 I need to back that up. The FBI enabled him to do the shooting. Whether it was intentional or not, they did enable him because they did not do their job. They knew he was there. They had an idea why he was there. They knew he was going back and forth to uh, Mexico, Cuba, etc., mm -hmm. and they didn't do shit about it. Mm -hmm. So they enabled him by not doing their job. Yeah. Now maybe there was more to it than that. Maybe it's a situation like we've talked about in Nashville, where the, someone knew this guy had a problem, and someone enabled him to do it. And I can prove that there's no way that he was inside that RV and blew it up just by, just by the photographic evidence. Right. Just, it, it couldn't have happened the way they said it did. So the FBI lied to us all about that. 
it lied to us about enough other incidents that it it does. Well, uh, I remember when that the when the Nashville incident took place, and I told you, I said you need to take a better yeah. look at that. Yeah, well, we did, didn't it? And, and it, uh, what did it take a, a week? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. If you if you find the right people, you can figure things out really fast, and we did. Well, I'll be honest. So, there's a lot of internet sleuths out there that that do this kind of thing that we're talking about for a living, and uh, they uncover some you know crazy stuff. And I'm not talking about like you know the conspiracy theorists or anything like that. They've actually solved crimes, and you know, uh, did some really good work like there's some real good people out there that that do solid investigating and and stuff like that so i'm sure we're not the only ones that saw something unusual over when that happened well sure there are and and i know that of a case fairly recently that was figured out because of that mm -hmm. um so you're definitely right um now i haven't seen enough to convince me of of changing what i've just said about percentages yeah so you seem you you said the word i believe x happened which there is a difference between that and me saying i think it could have happened well i said it was my opinion yeah so I, if if the evidence were there yeah to i draw have that zero evidence to Obviously, yeah back that up so, so that's a belief right. that isn't a that isn't a, a conclusion i was i try i was trying to stay in the world of what i know yeah and what i know is you could make a case that he did it himself i also happen to know who represented um jeff ruby uh and well one of his uh kids as you do too you you at least have you know who i'm talking about right yeah um so he was uh i, I should never have gone down that road <laughs> um yeah we we uh went off on a curve here yeah that's just way off topic and i mean there's that discussion's been going on for 50 years but there's all kinds of things attached to it well yeah, you and i you and i you know i'll make one final point on it which is they aren't they they didn't release all the documents that they said they were going to release uh, was it this year or this past year? Right. Um, and there's a reason for that, Ron. I mean, so that so that what's that's what makes me believe or have the opinion of our government has something to hide. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what that actually is. So my opinion is, if the government is hiding something, it's because they've done something possibly that they shouldn't have done then they were involved in something they shouldn't have been involved in that's the only reason after 50 years to to not release the information to the public 
Again, most of the folks that were involved or alive at that time are gone, with the exception of the younger people like you that were very young at the time. Um, certainly nobody's uh, alive from, what was it, the Warren Commission, uh, you know, the, none of the actors, Lee Harvey Oswald, Jack Ruby, they're all gone. The Kennedys, John and, and uh, Bobby are both gone. So there's nobody left. So the, it just tells me the government is hiding something. They, they are. And the question is, is everyone speculating about what they're hiding? Um, That's all you without, can do. Well, yeah, without anything to back it up. Yeah, and speculation and, is, is not any kind of evidence at all. Yeah, that's why people have, we've said that a lot of times, how, yeah. how many times, you know, you yeah. wouldn't have a conspiracies or conspiracy theories if, if you released information and told people honestly what was going on. Yeah. And they have not. And I think you're right. I think the government is definitely, uh, is complicit in something. We just don't know what it is, right. and it could be it could be as simple as what I've said is that they just don't want to reveal they didn't do their job. Well, so you know, one of the things that we have talked about numerous times on this show is uh, you know how our government isn't operating the way it should. There's a good example, but here's another one. I don't know if you heard this story, but two Honduran migrants were uh, arrested for shooting and killing an. Uh, American bald eagle in Nebraska. Yeah. So here's here's the bad part about this story. So they're at, they're obviously illegal immigrants, um, or as the Marxists would like to say, undocumented. Um, and I don't know if you read the story, but so um, they're they're going to be charged. But the, the Stanton County Sheriff in Nebraska expressed his frustration with the federal government's handling of the situation, saying that he has been unable to reach authorities who could jail the suspects under federal laws. He said, we find this very alarming. I'm sure nationwide, but locally it's been very alarming to the citizens. Uh, he said that the men may have legally bought the air rifles allegedly used to shoot the eagle, which was killed on private property. Um, people are upset and, and they want something to be done, but the federal government is the one that has the authority and the ability to prosecute the two guys. And he's called numerous times and he has yet to be able to speak to a human being. Right. So, yeah. so we, we've had a couple of examples so far on this show that tells us that our government does not care or is so impotent that they can't do anything right. It's one or the other or a combination of the two. Um, and... You know, let's let's not forget that if they were to do something or say, uh, you know, 
they jailed these guys and prosecuted them, I mean, would they be considered racists for doing so? And inhumane treatment of migrants because they get special treatment. And, and I've mentioned on this show, I'm not anti-immigration. I don't want to come across that way. But you don't come into this country illegally and then commit crimes and, f and think that, first of all, our government should, should have reacted immediately. Uh, and they get no special treatment. As far as I'm concerned, they should be in Guantanamo Bay. That's just, my, again, uh, my own opinion. Um, well, it, it could be true. Um, I, I understand that they were arrested under some uh, must-show uh, misdemeanor or something like that. No one thinks they'll ever show up. But, yeah, they did kill, and yeah. But that's a federal crime. It is, yeah. There's a guy in prison now over that, and it's just ridiculous. Uh, actually, I, I saw a bald eagle flying over me about uh, a week or so here. Yeah. Out in the pasture. And I'm like, wow, all those years in Colorado, I never once saw a bald eagle, and here I see one. And it, it was gorgeous. Um but yeah, it's like there again. Why why do we prosecute some people to the full extent of the law and look the other way at others, especially when they're not even here legally? I mean, really? So it's just a it's just proof that the uh, the Frankfurt School's objective to tear up to undermine and tear up our social fabric is successful. They're not working on it. It's successful. It's happened. It's time to get over the idea that um, our freedom and liberty is at risk because it's gone. It's already gone. People need to wake up to that. Uh, yeah, for sure. So there's something else that I meant to bring up though, while you're talking about JFK. Because I don't want to go pedaling down this road, but I remember there was another aspect to it that is very fishy, and it has to do with E. Howard Hunt. Um, he used to work for a, um, an alphabet agency, and there were... Um, indications that he may have been there in Dallas. Have you heard of the three tramps? No. Okay. Well, one's Hillary Clinton, one is no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, there's the grassy knoll, the, the umbrella man, the three tramps. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Different. Yeah, it's like I just I know what you're talking yeah, about. I just never heard it yeah. referred to that. So there was a, th a theory that I don't know. He's never been able to establish where he was that day, um, but that he may have been one of the three tramps uh, at the railway station or railway. Um, and 
Is he related to the guy that was uh, outside the Capitol building on January 6th, by chance? Uh, no, Howard died uh, a couple of decades ago. Um, but yeah, it could have been, maybe. <laughs> but at any rate, he, uh, you know, he was a part of uh, us uh, undermining the government in uh, Guatemala and a few things. So at, at any rate, yeah, he was supposedly there and supposedly was uh, handling or in contact with Oswald as part of his, con you know, remaining contacts with the CIA. Um, and then he was later in the uh, White House working for uh, Richard Nixon, and was one of the plumbers that was uh, arrested at the Watergate Hotel breaking. So a strange thing happened in 1972, and uh, his wife was carrying a, somewhere around $10,000 in $100 bills. Mm -hmm. It was a a lot of money in those days. You could buy a brand new Lincoln Continental in 1972, and have enough money to uh, probably buy a Mustang also. Um, so it was a lot of money. It was all in hundred dollar bills. And the plane she was on was a United flight that was uh, landing. Chicago, if I remember correctly, from here, and uh, it crashed. And I don't know that I brought this subject up with my stepfather, who at the time was in Washington, D.C. He was the airline, essentially lobbyist, but consultant for United. Um, for a, a long, long time, and used to be head of personnel there of Air for United. Really high up guy. I mean, until he died, he was the number two in line in seniority for people who uh, flew on United who were retirees. So really high up there. Um, and I asked, I brought this subject up as part of something else. And their, their plane crash. Because I'm almost positive it was a, 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 in Chicago. And he never would talk about it. Hmm. And he was either on scene or responsible for whoever was on scene at every United crash for several decades. You know, the one that happened in. Uh, Colorado Springs a few years, oh, well, not a few, 20, 30 years ago, where it inverted and it went down on its approach. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Killed everyone, obviously. Mm -hmm. He personally went there. Um, even though he didn't have to. He just, he saw that as his responsibility and his position. He was a special assistant to the CEO for United. Um, so he went there and he did, you know, that's, that's just duty. Nobody wants. Yeah. You know? 
there's no way to come out of that smelling like a rose. No one is going to say, oh, that guy, yeah, what a great guy. He took care of, no. All they're going to do is complain because that's just part of the job. But I never could get him to talk about that kind of And I always thought it was odd that here's this uh, ex-CIA guy that no one wants to talk about, thinks he's involved with JFK, and here's his wife, goes down on a plane carrying all kinds of cash he doesn't need. People thought it might have been money for the Watergate break-in people. And uh, it just never got figured all figured out. Well, the guy that tried to put Howard Hunt in prison and tied him to this JFK assassination was Mark Lane. And Mark Lane was an FBI, uh, he, was, he was a prosecutor, he, was, he worked for the DOJ. And it just came to light a couple of years ago that, you're, do you remember the, the Watergate story about Deep Throat? Mm-hmm. Well, Mark Lane was Deep Throat. Wow. And I have never had all of that explained to me in any sort of a manner that makes any sense at all. Um, and it's something I think ought to be looked into, um, especially given the, the relationship those two guys had, one FBI, one CIA. Uh, obviously, one's a Democrat activist and one Republican, and, you know, the whole, it just stinks, is what I'm saying. But there is enough crap with the CIA and the FBI in 1963 that it uh, my suspicion is someone just doesn't want to embarrass the agency. I think it's probably more than that. I'm with you when it comes to believing that there's some sort of involvement. But I don't know that. Right. It could simply be, um, you know, people get concerned about the the agency is trying to cover for themselves. Mm-hmm. But what else could be going on? What, what is missing from the missing evidence? Because we don't know, because we honestly don't know what the missing evidence is. Right. And again, that stirs up all the speculation because we don't know what's missing. But we, we do know a few things like I just mentioned. Here's this guy, you know, Explain him to me. Explain how that happens. Um, explain how to me how the uh, guy that no 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 I'm just better I'm just gonna stop right there. That should have that should all be cleared up by now. All of that ought to be released. Come hell or high water, there there may be something in there. That they're trying to protect the politicians involved that they could. They could be involved in something they should not have been involved in, along with one of those agencies. In other words, the FBI, the CIA could have been, there could be more tied to that case than anyone thinks about on something that no one ever thought of. And they're trying to keep it all quiet. 
Well, and, and what's disturbing, and I think what people need to understand, is the Freedom of Information Act. Uh, the Freedom of in Information Act is, can be found in Section 552 of Title V of the United States Code. This isn't anything new. It was enacted in 1966. Again, before I was even born. So it provides that any person has the right to request access to federal, federal agency records. So anyone, any person from the general public can walk into FBI headquarters and FOIA request information on the John F. Kennedy assassination. And by code, United States code, the FBI is obligated to provide them with that information. Yeah. How they get around that is beyond me because it is in, it, it is, it's statute. I mean, it's the law. Uh, I've mentioned on this show before, you can go and request body cam footage from the police department. Yeah. They have to give it to you. You can walk into the, the county clerk's office and say, I want the names, positions, salaries of every county employee. I want the budget for, for the county for this year. You can request all that stuff and they have to provide it to you. And so I, it's just another example, I guess, of, you know, not only are we mentally ill and too fat to join the military, we're, we're too fat and lazy to get off our butts and, and actually find out what the government's doing. Either A, by requesting public records, or filing a petition and have them uh, redress our grievances. Mm. You could do both. But, you know, there's, there's some, there's some um, groups out there that do that. Um, uh, there's two very well-known ones. Uh, Tom Fenton. And then, oh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Judicial Watch, and then uh, the big time attorney. He was he was in on the uh, impeachment, um, helping the Trump team. I can't remember what his name is, but um, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Well, there were several of them. Well, these the, the two the two that are that come to mind that are very popular or kind of you know Dershowitz. No, no, no. Uh, so he has a, a American. It's kind of like it's almost similar to the ACLU. The title of his. 
Oh, yeah, it's the American Law and Justice outfit, whatever their official thing is. Yeah, yeah. So you know who I'm talking about. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, wears glasses. He was. He was. Um, yeah. Yeah. He was a part of the. Um, they do the same thing where they, you know, file lawsuits and ask for, uh, you know, public information. And when they don't get it, they, you know, they sue them and stuff. So ACLJ. Yeah, American Civil Liberties. Yeah, that's ACLJ. Yeah, I'm gonna look up his name because it's important. I think that's it. Yeah, okay. I think you're right. I know who you're talking about, though. Um, it's just like they find a... They find Jay Sekulow. Jay Sekulow. Yeah. That's American it, yeah. Center for Law and Justice. Yeah. Uh, glad you, you kind of had an epiphany there because it would have drove me nuts. I hate when I do that. Um... If I only knew what epiphany was. <laughs> oh my gosh. So uh, there was another derailment in Ohio from a uh, Norfolk Southern, uh, from the Norfolk Southern tra uh, train company uh, just a few days ago, a couple days ago. Saturday, actually. Dozens of train cars came off the tracks. So where is our where is our infrastructure money? This one didn't have any any, you know, hazardous material or passengers on the train, but uh They reported that 20 cars actually came off the rails, but it ended up being 28 <laughs> by Sunday. Mm. You know, these when these stories break, you know, it's funny. They, they, they kind of give the bare minimum. And then a couple days later, oh, it, was, it wasn't five cars. It was actually 28. There seems to be some sort of issue going on with our transportation system. Yeah. Uh, both think, both yeah, the airline industry and the train industry. Yeah. Uh, it couldn't have anything to do with the fact that our Secretary of Transportation is a friggin' moron. Who works yeah. for a friggin' moron. Well, they get all of this infrastructure money and then... Uh, Where's it at? Where's it going? Yeah, yeah where, are they where smoking crack or what? I mean, did they have to take from that fund to give Ukraine more money? Maybe. Yeah, I guess so. You know, they 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 robbed the Social Security fund, so there's no more money to take from there. Uh, they lost billions and billions of dollars in uh, COVID relief money. They don't know where that's at. So all this money that, you know, I guess they're doing Jerry Lewis telethons now to raise money because we don't have any. So I'm, I don't know where they're getting all this money from. But Joe Biden came out and said, oh, I'm thinking about raising taxes. Ha <laughs> ha! 
What did he say when he campaigned? Uh, anybody making $100,000 or less won't ha uh, see a penny increase in their taxes? Well, he lied. I mean, he had to pay for all this stuff somewhere. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the dirty little secret about transferability on taxes is that if you raise corporate taxes, then it just becomes a production expense. And it makes the product more expensive. So, you know, they're they're certainly not going to eat their expenses because then they lose money. So it's going to go into the price of, you know, whatever it is you're buying. And it it doesn't. It's not a. Uh, it's not a tax, and it's not inflation either. It's price increases due to regulatory interference. So, you know, somehow the American public still hasn't figured that one out. I remember when Reagan was trying to explain that to people before he ran for office even. And uh, people just still don't get it. They, they believe, they have their belief system and they don't know anything about economics. So well, every once in a while. Oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, they, won't, they, don't, they don't, they can't understand what I just said because they... They disagree with anything that doesn't fit their narrative. Sure. And yet, I, I just explained to you how someone is going to pay whether they're directly taxed or not. Right. And yet, for some reason, people don't want to understand that. I'm, it's beyond me. I'm, I don't, I'm not going to talk to people who don't. Who are too stupid to listen. But don't we have to convince them, Ron? I mean, don't we have to, like, get them to see the light because... With 50% of the country not understanding and not willing to, and I'm not saying we force them. I mean, you know, they try to force us into their belief system, and that's just not going to happen. There's too many of us that, that have enough intestinal fortitude to look at them and say, you know, you can jump in the river. Um, but don't we have to try? Because if we don't, we, we think the country is doomed now. Um, we're just going to continue to get worse and worse. And eventually, my opinion, uh, and, and I think we've had this conversation before, but I'll say it again. Somewhere along the line, there's another country out there, whether it's China, Russia, North Korea, I mean, somebody is going to see our vulnerability and take advantage of it. Sooner or later. Well, I, I think they're doing it now. I think if they... Uh, there's a, this talk about China maybe invading Taiwan. And I think... I think China has come to the conclusion they don't need to invade Taiwan. If they thought they needed to invade Taiwan, they would have already done it. Yeah, I don't know what they would be waiting for. Well, precisely. Uh, I mean, who, wanted, who's going to stop they, Yeah, they could have gone in there six months ago, and it's over in a week. So... 
there's something going on that China's involved in, and they've got uh, Biden bent over the barrel. And they're not scared of him. They're not scared of our military. They're not scared of our economy right now, even though their economy has big, big problems. Right. No, uh, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> President Joe Biden was filmed stumbling up the stairs to Air Force One on Sunday for the second time in two weeks, and for at least the fifth time since he took office. <laughs> uh, you think Xi Jinping is uh, Xi Jinping is sitting at home watching television, and he sees something like that, and he just starts cracking up, and then. You know, they, they, they make fun of us because we're worried about, you know, our, our kids playing dress-up and automatically they're transgender, arguing about which bathroom needs to be used and men and women's sports, all this crazy nonsense, right? Yeah. Well, they're sitting over there building, you know, warships and, and islands and airstrips and... You know, they're taking over Afghanistan and all the, uh, the precious resources and, of course, gotten their hands on all of our top secret classified uh, military <laughs> equipment. Uh, you know, they took over the air, air base that we built. Uh it's just insane. Yeah. You know, and, and, and one of the biggest topics of the news is still January 6th. I mean, it's, it's crazy to me. Um, but I mentioned uh, before that the Democrats were highly upset that Kevin McCarthy gave Tucker Carlson 40,000 hours of video from January 6th. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're concerned that Tucker's going to cover the whole thing up. You think? Well, he, he played some. <laughs> uh, so on, on his show, Tucker Carlson played some of the footage. And uh, he, well, I don't know if he played any, but he commented at least that the footage was uh, debunked the Democratic narratives about what took place that day. Uh, showing less violence uh, than what was described uh, one video he said uh, overturns the single most powerful and political useful lie about January 6th that protesters killed Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick there was only one person killed on January 6th And that was um, Ashley Babbitt. Yep. Yeah, why that guy wasn't... That, that cop ought, ought to have been prosecuted. I don't understand why, uh, why he wasn't at least... 
Why, why that wasn't brought in front of a grand jury to begin with? Why not let the grand jury decide? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it was never even brought in front of a prosecutor or a grand jury. It was just decided that it was, it was a justified shooting. Well, if, if we're talking about police officers shooting unarmed people, I don't care what color they are, then what's the difference? She was unarmed. I, yeah. I, I don't understand how that's a justified shooting. There yeah, was no self-defense claim. Yeah. There's yeah. no self-defense claim. There's no justification for shooting an unarmed individual that was amongst who knows how many other individuals. And the Capitol Police had just walked away from them. If they, yeah. were, if they were a threat... Those Capitol Police officers should have stayed put. Yeah. Well, they're all around her. I mean, I, I watched it live when she was shot. And there were probably five Capitol Police officers I saw within 10 feet or so of Ashley Babbitt. Um... And they were, in fact, they were starting to head down the stairs. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, it just blows my mind. So why that can't that was allowed? Yeah. Why can't we FOIA request the footage from January sixth? Well, you can request it, whether you get it or not. It's the other. Why can't we get it? Well, unconstitutionally blocking it. Exactly. So uh, some of the footage, uh, and I think he did show it on. I I'm going to try to look it up maybe, but was this uh, this guy running around with a Viking helmet or whatever? In the Oh, yeah, the Q... The QAnon shaman? Yeah. Whatever the hell that's supposed to mean. Yeah, Mr. Q. Yeah. Uh... In his fur, you know, coat. I'm sure Peter was pretty impressed with that. But I digress. That may be why they're persecuting him, actually. Uh, so it shows, the video appears to show police officers guiding uh, the Viking through the Capitol, even attempting to open a door for him. But not, they did. But not stopping or arresting him. Right. True. That's true. You want to know what else is true? So that. <laughs> you know, I was watching this all of this live. Well, I was there, so I, I mean, but I, I didn't I, get there till after. I know, but I texted you while that was going on and and said something about stay away from X. Yeah, yeah. And they just got into the, uh, well, you got it at some point right. after you got away from where they're blocking cell signals. Yeah. But um, I remember watching it and thinking, you know, that not, this part of this doesn't quite seem right, but everything else looks just kind of like people milling around. And, and yet the the story about it that showed up on the news was like i'm thinking to myself i saw all this live today this isn't what i saw um 
you know, that narrative just got spread around right away. It was like, uh, my goodness, how did they, how did anyone manage to get a hold of that narrative and put it together in such a way that it's held together when most of it isn't true? I mean, he's the first person I've seen go at it with, with real evidence. Um, just that whole narrative is just not true. So, no, and, and um, so he he uh, aired some unseen footage. You know, they they only re so the January sixth committee um, only uh, provided. You know, it's kind of like the the news outlets do with sound bites, or you know politicians do with sound bites you know they'll take a sound bite and make a a campaign you know commercial out of it or whatever and it's they they do that both sides and and it's taken out of context or whatever not saying that it's always that way but they do and so uh he aired some footage of sicknick who <laughs> who was all glee, gleeful and, and vigorous and joyous and stuff. Uh, after he was supposedly killed. Yeah. After yeah. he was supposed to have suffered grave injuries. And he's wearing a helmet. The Capitol Police stated that Signet collapsed after returning to the division office and then was taken to a hospital where he died the following day. If you have grave injuries... Why are you going to return to uh, the office? Why aren't your fellow police officers going to, you know, load you into a vehicle and, and take you to the hospital or call 911 and have you picked up by an ambulance? I mean, you're not going to, to re return to the office if, you're, if you've suffered grave injuries. No, he, he's there on tape um, directing people through the door. On where to go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, after he supposedly was attacked. Right. He's, yeah. This whole thing has just been a big lie. Um, well, and, and, and so, you know, um, I don't have a whole lot of video footage, but I do have some. And it's, I mean, it's pretty much mostly just people, you know, singing and waving the flag and, you know, some, some, tear gas being thrown and, you know, nothing unusual, you know, it was way after, you know, all the nonsense supposedly happened and, uh, you know, Ashley had already been shot and everybody was, had exited the uh, Capitol or were escorted out, whatever happened. I mean, hell, maybe they just said, okay, you guys, you got your selfies and, you know, you got your, uh, your uh, pictures and video and stuff, uh, time to go, and they voluntarily turned around and walked out. I mean, we don't know. So, uh, again, speculation, and, and, and that's, this, is, this is a good example of how conspiracy theories start. Because we, we, we were given very minimal footage to view and it was all in a negative light yeah or 
or we were convinced that it was in a negative light because they didn't show all the stuff. You put the, you put the footage of that into the hands of someone like Tucker Carlson, and you better be ready to answer for the bullshit that you were spewing. Yeah, well, the, the so proof he, in the pudding is what, actually, happens to the, what happens to the people who lied about all of this. That's, that's what's really important to me, is what happens to these people. Well, so, so we, we, we've discussed, we have discussed uh, on our show people who go in front of Congress and lie. Mm-hmm. We haven't really gone in, into the weeds when it comes to People who sit on a committee, like Adam Schiff, uh, uh, Eric Swalwell, uh, what's her name, Liz Cheney, they're actually they're actually sitting as a chairperson, and they are giving. You know, their little speeches or their, um, you know, their little uh, tirades. They should be held accountable for the lies that they tell. Just as much as someone who, who lies to Congress or someone who commits a crime. Now, what that, what that punishment should be can be debated. But if, but if a member of Congress lies on camera or even off during a committee meeting, it's my opinion that they should be removed immediately. Yeah. Period. Oh, There's no questions. So you had mentioned before, and I think it's a good point to bring up, that these people, sh- they... they put themselves on a pedestal. And so you, you should be treated uh, and, and expected to act in, and um, conduct yourself in a certain manner. If you want to be held in high esteem, then we'll treat you with the same high esteem. We'll, we'll treat you accordingly. And if you're going to lie and you're going to deceive people, um, you don't belong in our government. You should be, you should be dismissed. Mm-hmm. So Signic died after suffering two strokes. Those aren't injuries. Could you could you have a stroke after being hit in the head? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not a doctor, but I I, am, I I would assume you could. Well, I the medical examiner. You, you, you uh, can yeah, you can have because uh, I, I remember one of my great uncles died that way. He was hit on the head. Yeah, the ladder fell off the wall, hit him on the head, and he died of a massive clot in his head. Um, six, seven hours later, but um, there's there was a guy I just talked with yesterday, plumber, 
his wife's 30 years old and uh, had uh, thyroid problems. Turns out now she has cancer. But uh, her real problem was uh, obviously a blood clot. Her arm was purple and yada, yada, yada. Found the blood clot problem. Well, turns out, although he didn't have it, his wife got two COVID shots. And isn't that just a, isn't blood clotting and heart issues connected to the uh, COVID vaccine, so-called vaccines? How do we know that this officer, what I'm getting to here is, how do we know this officer who died of blood clots didn't die because of COVID vaccine? Do we know that? No. Could that be what they're covering up? Well, I mean, there's a lot of speculation. If we're going to speculate, because, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of speculation about well, COVID vaccines. If if they're going to lie about everything, then it's okay to be a conspiracy theorist, in my view, because even if it's not true, what we're being told is not true either. So I think there, I think people have a right to speculate at will until they know the truth. Because that's what we really want. We don't want to know the truth, regardless of what it is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. And maybe it's just because of social media and the 24-hour news cycle. And I don't know if you've noticed, but I haven't been on social media in quite some time. I haven't commented, haven't posted anything. Uh, But I still get notifications and and things like that. Um, but I I get notifications from new, news organizations. And, and I've posted about this a couple of times um, with all of the, the people who are dying unexpectedly. Like it's a, it's a, it's a pandemic, right? Yeah. I mean, athletes just falling over on basketball courts. And I saw a hockey player, he comes out of the box off the bench and and skates two feet and falls over dead. Young guy. And we're not talking somebody, you know, these are young people in their 20s. Uh, You know, having heart attacks, um, blood clots. And I had mentioned to somebody that I, I, I got away from uh, social media for a little while and still am because every time I, I log into it, the first thing that pops up is, you know, somebody else died Unexpec- unexpectedly. There is, mm-hmm. no, there is no official uh, cause of death. And then you never hear anything more about it. Um, but it social media to me, uh, I mentioned to someone the other day, seems like a big old huge obituary column, and I, I just really don't care to to see it. Yeah. Well. Uh, but it's awful strange. 
Now, is it because of social media that, you know, this was something that was going on for years before social media was ever a thing, before the internet was ever a thing, uh, and, you know, 24-7 cable news wasn't a thing, and it happened, it's been happening forever. I mean, I literally was playing rec basketball a few years ago, and... Uh, I think the young man was 17 or 18. I'm, you know, it's end of the quarter. I'm standing there with my teammates and hear this thump behind me. And I turn around and this freaking kid just, I think he was dead. And they started working on him. And, you know, with my PTSD and, and stuff, I, I just, like, I just turned around and walked the other way because I, I just couldn't handle it. I started having panic attack and I never found out what happened to the young man but I mean just standing there and all of a sudden he falls over mm -hmm. you know can it happen yeah you know people have heart conditions or something underlying that they don't know about I mean it, it's possible but it seems to me that we hear this more often than we did pre-COVID Again, that's just my opinion. I'm not stating, you know, that, that the vaccine is the cause. I mean, I know plenty of people that got vaccinated and, and, you know, they, I know a lot of people who got one vaccination and said, I'm not taking another one. Mm -hmm. Or got two and said, man, the second one about killed me. I felt worse with the second yeah. vaccine than I did with COVID. I've heard that too. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you know. I guess everybody has their own unique experience and, and that's all well and good, but, um, it's just awful strange to me that, uh, it, it just seems like it's more, it happens more often than it used to. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, just some, something isn't right. So I was trying to find, um, let's see what this is here. Charlie Hurt of the Washington Times joins us now. Charlie, thanks so much for coming on. Great so if you think, and, and you, you, you know, you've really got a feel uh, for Brian Sicknick, who's passed away. Um, and you've got to wonder about anyone who, would, who, who knew, they knew that he was not murdered by the mob, but they've right. claimed it anyway for two years. And it takes a, a very low kind of person to do that, to lie about a man's death like that for political advantage. And this, tape's pr this tape proves that's exactly what they did. No, these people are truly sick. Uh, they're, they're uh, you know, you think you, you know, you think you know how sick they are, and then you see something like this, and you realize that there, uh, there is truly nothing, no body, uh, no event, nothing that they won't right. exploit. And as, as Joe Biden said, exactly. oh no, this is also about white supremacy, and and you know, nobody, uh, you know, nobody uh, comported themselves worse than the press did on this day, and of course, That's in the right. years afterwards. Um, and, and, and the best example of it is to look at the degree to which so many people in the press are so upset that you got the tapes to, and that you're going to release the tapes. I've never heard of this. I've, I've never, in all of my life, I've never known a press that didn't want information 
to be released. That's what we have been fighting for since the invent, invention of the, the printing press. And, so, and now we have all these people, they're so committed to sort of the big lie that, that the government tells that they'll do anything, including uh, you know, denigrating the name of a good police officer and trying to hide the truth uh, in order to sort of prop up this this propaganda, and I, and you know de the, the deadly insurrection is one of them. The other one that, that they that they love to talk about is the armed insurrectionists. And I remember at the time asking reporters at the time, you know, wh why do you keep calling these people armed insurrectionists when there's no evidence that anybody used any arms against it? And they said, well, they had flagpoles. So it's because people were walking around <laughs> with American flags that made them armed insurrectionists. <laughs> I, I should say for our viewers who don't know, you've been in journalism all your life. Your father was a journalist. You grew up in this business. And I, I agree with you. It's shocking to see how thoroughly it's been perverted into what it is now. To support the is, government. Right. Active. And that's the funny thing. So weren't the protesters armed when they were carrying bricks and plastic bottles of ice? and rocks and uh you know whatever else they they could get their hands on are they not armed well and yeah they're armed <laughs> they, they, they burned federal buildings and uh you know police stations that's that's insurrection that's more insurrection than some people like taking selfies and and uh you know kind of just wandering around aimlessly Yeah, there's an awful lot of that on those tapes. People wandering around aimlessly. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it, a lot. They, they didn't throw Molotov cocktails and, you know, they didn't have weapons. Uh, last I checked, flagpoles weren't illegal. I mean, <laughs> you know, as much as, as politicians want to say, Oh, they had weapons because they were ca carrying a flagpole. Now, can a flagpole well, be used as a weapon? Cer certainly can. Well, but but how many? I how mean, many people you, were... you and I can agree that carrying an American flag on a flagpole is not a weapon. Not at all. Who, who's to say though that these the the Marxists in the country who were upset about all of this are they upset about the flagpole or are they upset about the flag? Yeah, it's a good question. I think it's the question that needs to get asked because the people who are against these folks are not acting in accordance with anything to do with the flag and what it represents. They're actually opposed to what the flag is and what it represents. So I think that is what they find so offensive is that there's American flags walking through this hallways where these uh, fraudulent politicians are stealing money. And these people are tired of seeing it. And so they go in there and they wander around. Granted, there's a handful of folks not doing what they ought to be doing, but um, let's face it, we see people doing what they should not be doing every single day in Congress. So, just food for thought. No, it's a, it's a valid point. There's a lot of questions. So that, that I've mentioned this on the show before. 
that you would think a journalist, you know, I'm not a journalist. And, you know, back when I was watching cable news and, you know, kind of, um, you know, more into the, the, the uh, stories of the day and, and the happenings, the current events. So much so that I watch like four, five, six hours of news and my wife is like, why do you, why do you insist on watching so much of that? It makes you angry and you just become a different person. And, and I quit watching it and I, I realized that it, she was exactly right. Um, but I would sit there and yell at the TV and I'm like, how did you miss a follow-up question to that stupid answer? I, I, I mean, I, if I can sit here and come up with it instantaneously, surely someone of your caliber, and I'm not, I'm not saying anyone in particular, but that has their own show and has been doing it for a long time can come up with the same question or at least something that's very similar and, and quit letting these people off the hook. Mm -hmm. Same way with these committee hearings and stuff. You know, I don't understand. I, I, I guess they, they, they all pass these rules for these committees, right? They have these rules. Um, and, and procedures. Parliamentary procedure. We took that. I took that in uh, high school. And so I, I get it. Robert's Rules of Order? Yeah, all kinds... <laughs> All kinds of, I mean, we would have, uh, so I was in, uh, at the FFA as well. And, uh, you know, you'd have meetings. So you'd, you know, meeting, you'd tap the gavel and, you know, come to order and all the other nonsense. It's been a long time. Um, but anyway, you know, each person gets like two minutes. Three minutes. I mean, what can you accomplish in two to three minutes? You know, can you really question somebody and come to a, a conclusion and get a, a complete answer in two minutes? I, I, not really. No. You know, it's kind of more for, it's kind of show and tell. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, I'm not saying that every freaking committee member gets, you know, an hour. But why not? I mean, they depose people for hours. They call oh, people yeah. back. They call witnesses back and, you know, they spend 17 hours questioning them. Maybe not consecutively, but but I know that you know when the when the the committees were deposing the Trumps, you know his kids and stuff. They were they were there for days, hours on end. Yeah, I just don't understand why we can't do the same thing and, and why they play these games 
And, uh, you know, it's kind of like they're, they're just appeasing the, uh, the people who watch. You know, I, I get angry um, seeing some of these hearings and, and they miss these opportunities to, you know, hit them with a tough question and they, they don't take advantage of it. Um, it's like, man, I'm not that smart. You know, why can't you, why can't you have figured that out? Uh, so. <laughs> There's a lot of folks who aren't all that smart who are, who are in those positions that, uh, supposedly, I don't know where people get the idea that our best and the brightest are, are, are elected officials, but they're not, they're not our best and brightest. I mean, we all need to get over that because they're no smarter than the average American is. In fact, a lot of them are pretty much losers anywhere else in life. Their political service or political gain or careers or whatever is the only thing they have a future in. Otherwise, they're going to have to go do petty crime. I mean, they can, they can do big time crime and be protected to where they're at. I yeah, I don't I don't get it. So uh you know that they always talked about how many scandals were in the Trump administration. <laughs> uh after 2 years of this mumbling clown it's just one after the other right yeah so um, probably not mainstream media worthy news but uh, Joe Biden's nominee to lead the Federal Aviation Administration <laughs> oh my god what happened to him well, so the Republicans, so there's two Republicans, um, uh, one of them being Ted Cruz. I mean, do you know who he is? You know why I'm laughing? Uh, yeah, I do because I, I okay, read this okay. article. Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's the, the he was the CEO of the uh, Denver Inter International Airport, which is a shit show. Yeah. Uh, has been since it opened. Um, but he, he was also uh, uh, worked for decades uh, in the metropolitan transit systems. But the controversy is that he's also a 24-year veteran of the U.S. Army. Uh, he, was the he was a command sergeant major, the second highest non-commissioned officer rank an enlisted soldier could achieve. So unlike the defense secretary, which allows a nominee to be considered a civilian if they have at least, at least a seven-year cooling-off period, the FAA statute does not allow for any retired military member, regardless of time, to be eligible. So, um, 
Ted Cruz and uh, uh, Sam Graves from your state. He's the uh, House Transportation and Infrastructure Chairman. Um, they, they are saying that he needs a waiver. So they can get a waiver. This is not the first time this is, you know, this has been a, an, an issue. But I'm going to go out. I, I'm just going to say it, it. If you've ever been to Denver International Airport or have, if you've ever used any... <laughs> Any of the transit system in Denver, this is probably not the guy. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, and, and it's actually even worse than that, but go ahead. No, that's that's pretty much, I just, I didn't know if oh, you'd heard about okay. that or not, but uh, it's well, just another scandal that, you know. The thing is, is that he was asked several very relevant things about um, what uh, what certain uh, aviation language meant. And I only saw three or four pieces of it, and I and I just couldn't watch anymore. But well, he has no experience. Well, no, he has no idea what is going on in these airport terminals. I mean. He has no concept of cruising altitude, what an outer... Uh, yeah, he has, he has zero knows. He knows, yeah. yeah, he knows nothing about any of that. Mm -hmm. How on earth can he be the CEO of uh, Airport? <laughs> I mean, he'd be, you know? like, he'd be like Lloyd Bridges. I picked a bad day to start stop sniffing glue. <laughs> well, for sure. It tells me that... Okay, if this guy is the oh CEO of an, if he's the CEO of an airport, then we have more problems than just a few, because that clown has no business being in charge of an airport. He does not. You you should at least be able to pick up some lingo when you're in the field like that. I mean, they want I mean, to put him in charge of the FAA. Well, yeah, and he has no idea what. <laughs> Uh, he, he has no idea what air traffic controllers do. He doesn't know their lingo. He doesn't know anything about what they do um, or why. More importantly, he doesn't know why. Well, I so, mean, so, so we've experienced uh, uh, the, the, the system failure in January the southwest meltdown in december and a number of near collisions over the last few months this guy is going to take that over with zero experience i i i don't understand i i do not understand what our government is doing yeah so the uh, the FAA Congress mandated that the FAA administrator must have experience in a field directly related to aviation. 
The administration has chosen to treat a critical safety position uh, as a job uh, for the White House to play politics with. So, so here's his only qualification. He's built a reputation of coming into organizations, and this is questionable, filled with challenges and successfully transforming them into successes. Said John Hickenlooper, <laughs> Democrat from Colorado, yeah. He takes on the big complex problems and gets results. This is the kind of person we want in our federal management system. Yeah, kind of like Pete Butthead. He's doing a bang-up job, right? Oh, precisely like that, yeah. So we have trains derailing, um, you know, mass transit systems that are failing. Why the hell not have some airplane crashes and some mid-air collisions and... You know, yeah. because we're just going to put a guy in there because uh, he looks good politically. Sure. Why not? Makes sense to me. Well, uh, yeah, it's just promotion based on a, some, some social goal. So, you know, I'm not expecting the head of transportation to be an expert in every angle of transportation, but they ought to have some sort of working knowledge of it all. I mean, for example, you know, we ask about the uh, condition of the infrastructure for things like airports and railroads. And yet, something a lot of folks don't realize is that most of the air railroads are responsible for owning the, the track and maintaining it. And if they're not maintaining the track, it's their own fault. Do you know who the owner of the railroad that, you know, the one that goes through uh, Ohio, the, the, uh, through East Palestine, that derailed? Do you know who used to own that railroad before he sold it? At a substantial profit uh, three, four years ago? No idea. Oh, Warren Buffett. Well, who would have thunk? Yeah. I know I was shocked. Yeah. Shocked! Yeah. yeah. No, he was given a whole bunch of railroads when everything collapsed after 08 just because he was a buddy. So uh i don't know that he knows i i would know more about railroads than he yeah does. crony capitalism played more with by the democrat marxists than uh than they claim yeah. the the conservative and republican party to be a you know they're the they're the huge corporation lovers right yeah they, they're the they're the ones that are for big money and uh you know the rich folks it's the exact opposite so Whatever they, whatever they say or comes out of their mouth, you just turn it the other way. Just go automatically disregard it and turn it the other way around because it's a lie. 
Uh, that's why I could never be a part of that. I could never... I could never feel good about myself if I was to ever switch from being a conservative to a so-called liberal. I couldn't live with that. <laughs> I just couldn't. Well, yeah. Uh, that just leads down another rabbit hole, which we don't have time for because I don't have any more time. Um, but, yeah. Maybe it's we very can, correct. Maybe we can talk very about correct. that on the next uh, the next show. If you can remember. It's only two days <laughs> away. It's only like two I days away. I can remember, yeah. Well, I know we talked before about... Petition, what yeah. that looked like, and, yeah. and and I'm just swamped. I mean, I know I'm always swamped, but I was like, after we hung up, I was like, how the hell am I supposed to do that? I mean, I know I'm retired and supposed to have all kinds of time, but I'm retired and I have no time at all. I mean, I was, I was busy. I'm busier now than when I was working. So. Um, well, imagine, imagine. Well, a so, lot of it's these books, you know. I yeah. Maybe have mentioned there's four books, so I'm a little bit consumed by that. Yeah, uh, since March first, I have not had a day where I've had time. So I got I went and did a, a job today, and I got home about four thirty this afternoon my time. And I had a, a hose I needed to replace. I needed to fill my water tank, and I needed to fill my uh, chemical tank. Had enough time to come in here, take about a 10-minute shower, eat a sandwich, and my phone rang. So I've been at it from, you know, 7 o'clock this morning until it's now 7.22 my time. So 14, hour, 14 and a half hours. And... Uh, once I'm done with with our show, I'm done for the night because I've got to start all over again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So yeah, <laughs> I get it. No, I understand. I mean, you know, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, because that's actually it's important, but it's also important that it be kind of kicked off either really loosely. Or with some real structure to it. Yeah, full board. And yeah, and I'm, I think the idea needs to be put out there really loosely, honestly. I know that goes against my nature, but I think it's better to start with something really loose and then have it evolve in time to be more precise and seek input from people as it evolves so that people feel like they're part of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, so I can put something together. I just came to the conclusion, maybe it's my own self-interest here because I don't have hours and hours to do, but I actually think it takes more time to do something that's short and simple. And I think something short and simple is something that I really ought to do. Well, of it's kind of like how we started our podcast. 
uh, you know, a couple of guys with that were just fed up and, you know, recognized the uh, some things that I, I think a lot of our population does not recognize. Um, and that we, we wanted to, you know, petition our government and, and present them with our grievances. And we started out pretty simple. As a matter of fact, we're still pretty simple. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we don't edit. We don't, we don't call each other and say, hey, let's talk about this today. <laughs> we, we, are the, <laughs> we cover a wide gamut on this show, uh, each and every episode. And we like it that way. We don't, we don't cut anything or, you know, pre-plan anything. Uh, but I think we'll start with, with what we're talking about the same way. Okay. Keep it simple I, and then let it evolve from there. Okay. Uh, I, anyway, I will, I will not get to it until Thursday. No, that's fine, Ron. Okay. Uh, but we'll, we'll get it ready and then we'll put it on our, uh, website, which you can, uh, connect with us on there. Still looking for a Democrat to, uh, email us and come on the show. Uh, we won't be mean. We'll be fair. Uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> well, it depends. If they become, uh, you know, the if they if they pull the typical stunts, we'll we'll, we'll have to take it from there. But well, if you're going to talk about depends, then we're going to be talking about the Biden a lot. Yeah. Um, just just or, so or, they know. Or a fellow conservative, Republican, independent, uh, libertarian doesn't matter. Email us, and uh, you know we'll get in contact, and and we'll have you on our show. And uh, you can do that by going to an inquiryintofreedom.com. Okay, I gotta go. Uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, adios. Vamos. <laughs>